Wherever you are listening to us, welcome to What's Wrong With Me, Doctor, a podcast dedicated to bringing you up close and personal with professionals in the medical field without paying the medical bills. I'm Ray Hammer, and we release new episodes frequently, so be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and please review and rate us so others can learn from the information and wisdom shared during this and other episodes. You can always listen to us and find out other info about the podcast on our website, What's wrong with me, doctor.com. During the podcast, our guest doctors share a lot of medical information. As informative and helpful the info might be, it's not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any diseases. It is strictly for informational purposes. This episode's sponsor is Boca Home Care Services. More about them later on. All right, let's get started with today's expert. Our guest for this episode is Dr. Harold Landa specializing in pulmonology and critical care medicine. Dr. Landa has been practicing medicine since 1987 and is considered a leader in the medical field. Today, with the help of Dr. Landa, we're going to talk about a condition we hear a lot about but don't know too much about. Curious? Stick around. Welcome, Dr. Landa. Welcome, Ray. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to be discussing the topic of asthma on today's podcast. So let's dive right in and Find out what is asthma. Asthma can be simply defined as reversible airway disease. And that's where most people get confused. That's a very simple definition. If you're short of breath and you don't get better at all, that's not asthma. If you get better, it's reversible. That is asthma. So if I'm wheezing and coughing and have a difficult difficulty breathing, that does not necessarily mean I have asthma. It could mean I have asthma. Correct. All that wheezes is not asthma is another very famous aphorism of medicine. Let's talk a little bit more about that. What might cause asthma? What would trigger that? Asthma is the result of a narrowing of airways, temporary narrowing of airways. When you narrow an airway, you will make it harder for air to come out of your lungs. That means that asthma is a problem when you try to get air out, and it's only when that happens that you feel like you can't get air in. But the real problem is getting the air out of your lungs. So what would do that? Would it be seasonal, for example, allergies, or are those totally disconnected? And and forgive my ignorance on this. That's very good. That's an excellent question, Ray. Thank you. There are a number of things that can cause the airways to react. One of them is indeed, as you said, seasonal allergies, especially now. I guess it's a great time to have this podcast as it is April and May in South Florida, where we have the Malaleuca trees growing. And we see a lot of patients coming in with allergic asthma. That means that their airways are narrowing as a reaction to the the allergens and the other proteins that are there. What happens is, is your bloodstream recognizes these foreign particles. Then it tells your lining cells of your airways to produce substances to help clear that, that clogs up the airways and narrows it. So what happens is they narrow and you can't get air out. Now you can get some air in, but getting it out is a whole nother problem. And as you 
as you narrow that airway, you begin to hear that noise, which we call a wheeze. And that is the same principle as... In other words, the whistle. How do you whistle? You whistle by narrowing your lips to blow the air out. If you can imagine that happening in millions of tiny little airways, that's what you're hearing when you hear a wheeze is the... And that's, that's the wheeze. Now, there are other causes for narrowing your airways. For instance, cold weather. I've had patients that had to move to either Florida or Arizona because as they got into weather dipping down below 50 degrees, let alone 40 or 30 degrees Fahrenheit, their airways would narrow. There are also people who get asthma from exercise. There are people who get asthma because they just got asthma, and sometimes there is no explanation. However, the most common cause to cause an asthmatic episode is the plain old common cold. And that is something that, again, as we talked about with allergies, causes that buildup of mucus that clogs up the airways that makes it harder to breathe. All right. So, now, imagine, so I want to yeah. interrupt for a second. I want to just make sure that I'm clear on this and make sure that our podcast listeners are clear here on uh, what's wrong with me, doctor. Can I catch asthma from someone else? It is a non-transmissible disease. Okay. Now, can I get it if I have a cold one time? I think that's another great question. I think that as we get older, our airways become somewhat more sensitive to viral diseases and that given a big enough cold, you may hear a wheeze even in normal patients. But in that case, we as doctors tend to label that as asthmatic bronchitis instead of asthma. In other words, it's just an asthma's reaction to that particular cold episode and not necessarily you're labeled having asthma for the rest of your life. And that labels me asthmatic. So I could have it as a result of a cold, have a temporary asthma, and then it goes away. What I want to discuss with you after we take a quick break is being diagnosed as asthmatic, what can be done, what are the treatments, and some of the advances in uh, medicine. You are listening to the What's Wrong With Me Doctor podcast. I'm Ray Hammer, and I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Boca Home Care Services, a family-owned and operated company in business for 23 years, referring home health aides to your house. The home health aides assist with activities of daily living. Boca Home Care Services' mission is to keep you safe and secure in your home environment. Check out their website at bocahomecareservices.com. Our guest this episode is Dr. Harold Landa, specializing in pulmonology and critical care medicine. Doc, we're back. I want to go into the effects of someone being asthmatic. So I have to imagine that a patient with asthma coming to see you can be very frustrated because they now have a permanent uh, disorder. What do you tell your patients? Ray, thank you again for a great question. As in most diseases known to man in anything in internal medicine or in surgery, diseases come in three flavors, mild, moderate, or severe. When patients who have asthma present, they will either have mild asthma, they'll come in like this month in March, April, or May, and present with occasional shortness of breath. 
And again, because I said at the beginning of this podcast that this is a reversible disease, it means that if it doesn't get better, it's not asthma. It might be something else. That's time for a different discussion. However, this asthma can be, as I said, mild, moderate, or severe. Severe asthma, as you might imagine, are the ones that present most often to an emergency room. But moderate and mild asthma means, hey, doc, I get out of breath when I try to run, or I just got a cold and I'm getting out of breath walking down the hallway and I hear wheezing. Or, doc, I was just in Washington, D.C. when the cherry blossoms were growing and I just couldn't breathe even though I wanted to walk around and see the monuments. What do I do? Fortunately, there is great news for those who need to be treated for asthma. Again, I cannot reiterate the point of this being a reversible airways disease. While the medications, as many of you know, are inhalers, they are not like other diseases we know about where you have to take these four times a day for the rest of your life. It means that you take the inhaler when you're short of breath up to four times, sometimes every four hours for some of the older medications, but approximately four times and a lot of cases two times a day, and your asthma will feel better. And when you feel better, you do not have to continue taking these medications, which is an incredible advance. Now, there are other advances. We'll get to those in a moment. But one does present to one's doctor, and it's usually either moderate or mild, because as I said, the severe cases wind up usually in an emergency room. But with the mild and moderate cases, they usually wind up in the doctor's office and saying, I can't breathe. I'm trying to move and I'm wheezing. And that's what happens. All right. Is there a difference between a child an adult, and a senior when it comes to asthma? There certainly is. If we're talking about people who have never smoked, that would be one category. But believe it or not, even those people who smoke, and unfortunately, many people who do smoke, wind up developing asthma from, guess what, same kind of stuff that happens with the allergens. In other words, you're exposed to chemicals or proteins that are foreign to your body and you respond to it. And many smokers don't develop just COPD, which is a whole other disease process that is irreversible, but they also have reversible airways disease as well. Now, let's get back to your question about children. Children, for the most part, get allergic asthma. And this is where amazing advances have been done because most of them, as I said, have an allergic basis to their asthma. These are not cold-induced or exercise-induced, although they may be seen in those children as well. And unlike older adults whom we do not know the real reason for why they got the asthma, maybe it's genetic, we do not know. But with children, they do have the, I don't know what the reason is, asthma, but a lot of them have the allergic asthma. And now we have developed monoclonal antibody therapies where treatments can be given once a month, although I must admit they're very expensive, and completely reduce the need for other treatments. Can a, an otherwise healthy adult 
exercise normally, continue their life, or do if somebody's been diagnosed with asthma, or do they really have to implement a whole series of lifestyle changes? I'm sure our podcast listeners are curious what they need to do, if anything, to avoid the onset of, of asthma or an asthmatic attack. If a patient knows that they're going into a situation where it's a really dusty home, or there's a cat in the house, or there's other allergens there, uh, uh, there, they're going to a botanical garden, then it would be recommended to use one of those particular inhalers. And there are several flavors of inhalers based on the receptors in the airway. There are three. There are sympathetic receptors, parasympathetic receptors, and what's called muscarinic receptors. And there are inhalers that are short-acting, long-acting, and there are inhalers that have one of those receptor agonists or something that addresses those receptors, one of them or two of them, and a couple of them have all three. Some of them you've heard from some famous commercials on TV, one, two, three, right? You've heard those commercials, and use of those inhalers allows one to go back to a normal lifestyle and able to do whatever you really want to do a vis-a-vis exercise and not have that annoying wheezing and sometimes scary shortness of breath. So it sounds manageable. It sounds like the medical advances have come around to be able to help patients with asthma keep it in check. What would you tell someone newly diagnosed with asthma about their future? I would say that they have a a very bright future, that it's it's unlikely that they're going to die from that. Severe asthmatics, while they do present, fortunately, are not that common. It's usually the mild, and that's the larger base, and sometimes the moderate. And that you can control the symptoms and live a normal lifestyle despite that. The question is, is other treatments that are being used for asthma when it gets really bad. And one of them, of course, is corticosteroids. Now, we call them steroids in common usage. Even doctors will slip up and say, we're giving you steroids, the side effects of which are not the formation of an East German accent and <laughs> going to six feet tall and 200 pounds and stop a talk like this. Shucks. <laughs> you will not sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger just because you're using uh, steroids. That being said, sometimes with my more severe asthmatics, I have them make sure that there's prednisone around so that they can be easily taught how to pre-treat themselves before getting into serious problems. But for that, and this is the key question that you asked, you really need to have a good relationship with your physician it should not be taken without your physician knowing that. You got to give them the heads up and saying, I think I am getting worse and or I am afraid I'm getting into a situation where I'm going to get worse. What do you think I should do? All right. Well, we thank you for reminding our listeners to always look for that ray of sunshine and hope. Our guest this episode was Dr. Harold Landa, specializing in pulmonology and critical care medicine. Dr. Landa has been practicing medicine since 1987 and is considered a leader in the medical field. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode, Dr. Landa. 
Thank you very much. It was delightful. Of course. Thanks again to our sponsors for today's episode, Boca Home Care Services, referring home health aides to your home to assist with activities of daily living and to keep you safe and secure in your home environment. Check out their website at bocahomecareservices.com. I'm Ray Hammer. And as a reminder, we release new episodes of What's Wrong With Me, Doctor, frequently. So be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and please review and rate us so others can learn from the information and wisdom shared during this and other episodes. You can always listen to us and find out other info about the podcast on our website, what's wrong with me, doctor.com. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.